this is Dee Dee Sweets, host of the Right Man Child podcast, co-host of Casually Sarcastic with Keisha and Dee Dee, and the unofficial fourth member of this podcast. You are listening to the So Wizard podcast. Um, do me a favor, tell Joey how much you love Miss Marvel. He loves that. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number two. 111 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Good afternoon. Welcome. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Bring in the noise, bring in the funk. What's up, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week... We're going to talk a little nerdy news, and then we're going to talk all about me and Mark Ellis's trip to Terrific Con and Mohegan Sun in beautiful Uncasville, Connecticut, as well as you'll hear some interviews and other content from the con. Before we get into all that, how's everyone doing? Aubrey. Uncas my funkus. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say that. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right, you know? Got inventory, you know. Living the dream. How late do you have to stay at night to do the inventory? Uh, we are starting pre-counts at four. They do it weird here. Oh, like wow. they have everybody pre-count, but then it's like a blind count, so they don't write it on the sticker. They just have me right. write it on the master sheet, and uh, and then they do like the actual scanning and everything, and then I check with the master sheet. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there probably until like two o'clock in the morning, at least. Yeah, that's uh, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. The world of retail. Mm-hmm. How are you hanging in there, Mark? I'm good. I <laughs> was supposed to. Uh, I was supposed to do a lot of uh, prep and editing and producing for the show, and I did none of it. So um, <laughs> this is gonna sound. This whole episode is gonna sound really slapped together. You're welcome. It's okay. Did you go to sleep? No, no. Actually, my sister uh, made a surprise visit up to uh, Massachusetts. Uh, huh. So, um, yeah, I got to see her and my nieces for a little bit. And I haven't seen them. We were fighting about this before. Couldn't figure out how many years it's been since we've all seen each other. But it, it's been a while. So, um, yeah, I did that instead. All right. So, I'm uh, exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I got home from the uh, con last night. Well, got home probably around like 7.30 and went right to bed. Got up at 9.30 and went to work. Worked uh, 10.30 to 7. Came home. Went to bed. Got up and have been awake for, as we record this, 31 minutes. <laughs> and as soon as we're done, I'm going back to bed because I got to go to work. But I've made it. I made it through. These weeks of insanity at my life. So until I go to New York Comic Con, I don't really have any craziness going on in my life. I'm sure the two of you can't say the same, but I'm glad I made it. <laughs> glad you did too, man. That, that's a that's a tough a, that's a tough amount of uh, things to do in this short amount of time that we, that you've been doing it. Well, it is what it is. Also, apparently, I sound like the robot from Toonami. That's yeah. All right. The other thing I've learned, I don't know what that is. I, I, don't I haven't that heard is. that robot in like years, so I'm gonna have to YouTube. Well, that was uh, according to Home Video Hustle. I sound like that, so I guess there, there could be worse things I could sound like, right? That's right. All right. So why don't we tell the listeners? where they can find more So Wizard podcasts. This is where Mark Ellis jumps in and tells you all about where you can find us. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week along with movie reviews from yours truly. 
Netflix picks and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy Adam Mollyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on our website. Click on the big A, do your Amazon shopping, receive your products, and be help, you'll be helping out the show too. You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review while you're there. you also find us on Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can also stream us through Spotify. You can also find our show along with some other fantastic shows on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website. Shout out to everybody in the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Uh, this week's K-pop jam is Luna Love Forever back to you Joey take it or leave it losers what did she just say about Eeyore in that song he said he was depressed oh <laughs> I know the feeling <laughs> Excellent. So let's uh, let's jump headfirst into the nerdy news for the week and see what we got. Markellis, bring forth the news. Tell us, Markellis. What is happening? Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. What's going on? In the globe of geek this week, Mark. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, we got an official announcement for the Watchmen TV show. Uh, before, HBO was just going to... They only announced it as being a pilot, but it looks like now it's official. It's been ordered to series, so we're definitely getting a Watchmen TV show. I know this isn't news, but this is what happened. Any thoughts? Joey? Um, I am cautiously optimistic uh, like I said before, when we talked about it, when they announced it, I don't, I don't know what I want in a Watchmen TV show. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would cast Don Johnson in anything involving a Watchmen TV what? show. He'd be awesome, like president of the United States or something like that. Okay, that's fine as long as he's not playing like Silk Specters. <laughs> I don't want to see him in garters, but. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see we'll see I. I I'm going to watch. I'm going to try to watch it. I can't make any promises as if I'll stick with it, but I like um, the idea of it existing. And obviously I love the source material. I don't like Damon Lindelhoff. So that's a, that's a negative, but uh, I like enough of what's going on to say, I will at very least watch the pilot and not just because of the podcast, because I would watch it anyway. And then if it sucks, I won't watch it anymore, but (laughs) I'll give it a, a good fair shake. That's the best I can give you. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, Aubrey, the fact that they're making this a series and not just having it as a pilot shows that they're pretty confident in what they have. Does that make you a little bit more excited to watch it? Yeah, you know, I like that it's going to be on HBO, too. I think that that's great. Um, so I'm pretty excited. I think that having it on HBO is a really good move for them, too. I'm excited. Yeah, I might have to wait to... Uh get the up uh, the public feedback before i dive into it really yeah not even just the pilot you won't just watch the pilot to see if it's worth it nah, i think i might wait there's so, there's too many other things that i should be watching i don't want to invest the time in something like that and unless i'm sure that a majority of the the quote-unquote nerd fan base is going to be down with it otherwise why even bother well if you think you're not going to get away with watching the pilot mark <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> you may continue. All right. So then in uh, in a really quick Warner Brothers DC news. It- oh, no. <laughs> got a Warner Brother. We have to go back. Just for We're just going to make a quick pit stop. Uh, it looks like Tom Cruise is still the front runner to play Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern movie. We talked about this before. The one thing supposedly that's being that's holding him back is the fact that in a script, how Jordan dies and uh, Tom Cruise isn't down with that. His character, he doesn't want his character to die. He wants the script to be redone so that how Jordan lives. Uh, and I could, you know, I think it's total bullshit. I think this whole story is kind of nonsense, but 
I I'm down with Tom Cruise playing an older version of Hal Jordan. We got Affleck as an older version of Bruce Wayne, so I'm cool with it. Uh, Aubrey, I know how you feel about Tom Cruise, but this is still one step closer to this actually happening. Any changes at all? He does have probably the number one movie in the country right now with one of the most amazing action movies in the past like 10 years. No, I think it's garbage. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it at all. Of course, he wouldn't want Hal Jordan to die. He wants to get as much money as possible. I can't. I hate Tom Cruise. I just can't even muster up any energy to care. All right, Joey, what about you, dude? I know you're you're a fan of the Hal Jordan character from the comic books. How do you feel about this very possible casting actually happening? Well, (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) Uh, Tom Cruise sucks. I I really don't like Tom Cruise. Sorry, Mark. Sorry. The only good thing Tom Cruise ever did was bring Limp Bizkit Mission Impossible theme song into the world. (laughs) You're crazy. Because that's the cheesiest, (laughs) fucking funniest song ever from a movie. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just think he's way too old. And I I understand how people are like, Hal Jordan is supposed to be older. And it's fine. He can be older, but I don't think he needs to be in his mid-50s. Yeah. And I know Tom Cruise is in his mid-50s, but plays someone in their, like, late 30s. And only has his character date actresses in their early 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he, like, behind the scenes sucks their life force out through some, like, Scientology thing, and that's why he looks so young, but... That's not... (laughs) That's why he still looks like that, and the girl from Top Gun looks like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think uh, it'll put butts in the seats, I guess. Um I, I don't know. I mean, after how shitty the first Green Lantern movie is, yeah. I mean, wh- who even cares? <laughs> it's like it would be like getting upset about if the new Predator movie sucks. Like, eh, OK, I mean, it's this, it's going to be a sequel, to like five shitty movies. So if it sucks, no biggie. I'll be upset because I love the character and I love the universe they have. And there's so much cool stuff they could do with it to waste it on a Tom Cruise vehicle. Seems sad, but OK. <laughs> I'm not going to put up a fight. I already got Ryan Reynolds in a terrible CG costume fighting a cloud. So it really can't get worse than that. Well, I do know they rumored this to be like a lethal weapon in space. So having an older cop and a younger cop with Tom Cruise being an older cop, I think that works. You know, he's getting too old for this shit. He wants to pass the the ring down to, to the next generation. I think it sounds cool. But, you know, what do I know? Didn't Hal Jordan die in the comic books anyway? Yeah, but he came back. Yeah, see, so was Tom Cruise getting, if that's the case, what is he getting pissy about? Let because it's Tom Cruise, and God forbid something happens to any of his characters, he wouldn't get attention. So this week, Tom Cruise wants to make a remake of Titanic, but the ship doesn't hit the iceberg. <laughs> that's right. And he saves everyone. Right. And he's the one that gets painted. <laughs> He jumps off the ship and climbs the iceberg with his bare hands all the way to the top. Saves the boat. Right. Saves everybody. And filmed with him actually climbing an iceberg. Right. <laughs> filmed on location on the actual iceberg. All right. So then we had a couple of trailers drop this week. Uh, we got a first or not a first, but a, probably like a the first real trailer. We had a couple of teasers before. We got a first long look trailer at season two of Iron Fist. Uh, it was about. Probably about two minutes. It showed a lot of footage. Gave a little bit of the story. Uh, what was your takeaway from this, Joey? I thought it looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, which is a weird thing to say about Iron Fist, but you know that was the one thing we kept hearing over and over again from the footage that had come out and was shown at San Diego Comic Con. Yep, I want to say it's, there's been so many cons; it's all running together in my head. But uh, it was that the fight scenes were way, way better. Right. Um, that they spent time choreographing good fight scenes, and just from this trailer, you can tell that that they did. Um, I'm really excited. I'm excited about it not being about people standing around a boardroom talking. It's him and the steel serpent and they're fighting over the power of the iron fist. And there's a lot of karate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm all in. I know that sounds <laughs> weird because I didn't, I, I mean, the first season was okay. It wasn't like people make it out to be like, it was a fucking room or like, 
you know, it was it wasn't great, but it wasn't like face meltingly awful. I mean, it was just very I would say like a four out of ten, but yeah. it wasn't like, you know, we were watching fucking uh, it wasn't like werewolves on wheels or something. Jesus. But this looks great if it's that level of uh, cool choreography with the fights and has a good, interesting storyline that you want to watch instead of people talking in a boardroom. <laughs> uh, I'm all in. All right, Aubrey, what about you? I don't you never finished watching season one of Iron Fist. Is that right? I didn't because I thought it was trash. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is trash. Whoa. Did you look at the trailer? I did. It's boring. Wow. Snooze fest. Wow. The night of flowers sucks. There's nothing in there that looked cool at all. What about the part when they show him actually wearing the quote unquote iron mask or iron fist mask, the mm. like classic comic book look? No, I don't care. No. Oh, damn. <laughs> we, we were so close. I thought I thought we had one. <laughs> no. Well, at least we got a uh, Colleen Wing back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I think it looks. I think it looks really really cool. Uh, there's a aspect that it looks like the uh, the villain steals the iron fist power away from danny we like puts his uh thumb to danny's forehead and uh suddenly he has the the iron fist but it's red oh uh, it kind of reminded me of the last dragon when uh, leo has the glow show enough show enough has glow. the show enough has the red glow and uh bruce leroy has the yellow glow uh except for this one instead of their whole bodies is just a fist firstly you're gonna give me with that last airbender type of thing and that last dragon type of thing i'm I'm ready for it so uh yeah iron fist i that's coming out i believe it's coming out this year um before the end of the year so that should be good i think it looks really cool all right so then the last thing is the star wars resistance trailer uh disney unveiled their new animated tv show that they're going to be putting on the disney channel surprisingly i thought for sure this was going to be on the the new streaming platform uh it has a weird kind of cg look to it and they don't really show a lot of the characters or the what the storyline is, but it does take place during or before The Force Awakens, I believe, because Poe Dameron and Princess Leia are characters in this cartoon. Uh, I might check this out because it seems like it's only like 20 minutes and it could be relatively easy to, to get through, uh, but I'm not sure how it's going to play, especially with the current uh this taste for star wars that people have right now so aubrey what did you think of this animated trailer it's hard for me and you know it's cool if no one wanted to watch it i'd probably watch it but you know i'm just not an animation type person Mm -hmm. i'm not really a tv type person quite honestly (laughs) i'm not really a person type person yeah yeah i mean i just i barely watch tv as is so i don't know animation for me it's just it's hard enough to get me to watch anything so Mm, that's fair enough all right joy what about you what did you think of it um i liked the animation style a lot more than rebels uh i just rebels it seems like i should like it and I liked a little bit of what I watched, but the animation was so bad. It looked like um, a DVD you'd buy for at the dollar store, like really bad, like kids animated DVD of like some random shit. Like Sean Connery is um, <laughs> Scottish animation movie, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> um, it looked like that. It looked really bad. So like. I could never fully buy in. And for some reason, I just couldn't get into Clone Wars either. Uh, and maybe it's the setting of not a huge prequels fan. So I have to sit down and power through both of those. But I like the animation style in this. It's kind of cool. It looks a little more anime. I know. I know. Um, but And I like the fact that Oscar Isaac is actually doing the voice of Poe, which is nice. Mm-hmm, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, we'll see. I'm excited that it's it seems I don't know if it's going to, but it seems like it's not really about Jedi or all that. It's just, you know, Star Wars fighter pilots. And I always loved the uh, X-Wing books, the uh, Rogue Squadron and Wraith Squadron books that don't exist anymore (laughs) in the continuity. But I love that stuff. That was great. So I don't expect this to be on that level of storytelling because it's a 20 minute an episode kids show. But, you know, as long as it's good, I'll check it out. Maybe my uh, kids, my son will get into it. And if 
it's anime enough, maybe my daughter will get into it. There you go. <laughs> if there's enough uh, characters for people on the internet to lose their goddamn minds about who's dating who, then uh, <laughs> it might get on the level of Voltron. But we'll see. I'm kind of... It's on the regular Disney channel, which is kind of like, what? Yeah, exactly. Because reg- like before, they made Disney XD channel, which was supposed to be like the Disney channel, but for boys. And the the Disney channel is mostly like younger kids shows and like tween girl shows like mm-hmm. Dog with a Blog <laughs> and Step It Up. So it's weird that they're bringing this onto the regular Disney Channel, but I, maybe that's a new thing they're doing. So it's not just for girls, but hopefully it'll be on XD because we do not have the regular Disney Channel. We only have Disney XD. So. Uh, we'll see. Since that's a that's something I never even thought of. Do if it's that case, then or if that's the case, then it's probably going to be aimed towards more young girls. Which no, is I don't think this show is going to be aimed towards. You don't think so, young girls? But I don't I, I don't know. Maybe they just want to broaden. It's Horizons because Rebels never did huge ratings numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was popular. It was never huge because not everyone has Disney XD. So I mean, Yeah, maybe they just want to get rid of Disney XD. And just you never know. Move everything to the, streaming, to the new streaming site. Now, MTV used to play videos all day, so things change. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, so that's it for the news. That's all I got. All right. So now we're going to jump into me and Mark Ellis's trip to Terrific Con. <laughs> All right, so we are back, and we're ready to talk a little bit about our time at TerrificCon at Mohegan Sun in beautiful Uncasville, Connecticut. So this was my first time ever going to TerrificCon. What about you, Mark? Have you been there before? Uh, No, I have not been there before. I did do a little bit of research on it uh, before we went to the show, and uh, apparently it's in a different spot than it has been over the past couple of years. I was expecting more of a, a lush, orangey, carpety looking area (laughs) yes yes yeah this was the first year they are using the brand new mohegan sun exhibition center and that's pretty new i think it just was finished being built a few months ago and that's really the first question what did you think of this venue because it's brand new i liked it it uh it actually had a nice wide space and it had a space where you know you felt Mostly comfortable walking through all of the different booths, but then there's like spaces in a background where they had tables set up so people could just kind of chill and hang out and it doesn't feel too claustrophobic. The only thing that I think they might need to work on is crowd control, uh, organizing crowd or organizing lines of people that are waiting for, you know, to meet their certain celebrities or, or their certain uh, uh, writers or artists because there seems to be like a you couldn't really tell like where the line began, where the line ended. Uh, it just seemed like a, a little bit of a chaos, a little bit of a, a sea of chaos. So I would say if they worked on organizing that part, other than that, everything else looked great. Yeah, the convention center is huge. It is huge. And I mean, it's, it wasn't as big as Fan Expo Boston last week, but it was monstrous. And that was like you said, that was really cool. Like You were able to walk in, especially the entrance area. Like once you got through the security, you walk down a hallway where they had a lot of cosplayers and stuff set up. You enter the main floor and it's a huge open area where they, and then they had a big giant uh, Thanos statue, which was really cool. Yeah. But that just having that big open area right when you first get in, it wasn't this huge crush and it was fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you were, you're definitely right. Like that was something I noticed was that maybe they weren't really. I don't want to say prepared because that sounds bad, but maybe they weren't anticipating yeah. the amount of people that were like really excited about some of these comic creators. Cause it seemed like the lines for the celebrities, while they weren't really marked or delineated well, were at least under control mm-hmm. where you walk down up one of the aisles. And just for example, there was a huge line and I don't know what it was for or who it was for. It was for one of the uh, comic creators and it was just like all over the place and out of control. <laughs> yep. It's like, what, what is this? What's happening? And like, it, I felt bad because some of the creators had lines blocking their tables, which then they don't get any traffic. But that was really the only uh, downside in terms of the venue. It was, it was huge. I get like just the space where they had the Batman tumbler in was like bigger than like some cons we've been to. <laughs> exactly. The fact that they had a full size Batmobile 
uh, that was on display that you had to climb up to get into. Uh, that was amazing. I can't believe I can't believe they had like a full size car like that inside of the building. Right. So we spent a pretty damn good amount of time walking up and down Artist Alley. Um, what did you think of the amount of comics and comic creators they had there? Uh, I thought the amount of comic creators was insane. I thought it was amazing. I don't I can't remember the last time I went to a show that had that many uh, that many people that worked on these comic books before. I mean, it's, it's the conventions are starting to get more towards celebrities and pop culture. Uh, but having like just a ton of comic book creators on one ticket, I thought it was it was stunning to me. And I was worried about the fact that they have all of these big names. Was there going to be any room for independent creators to come in, you know, and try and try and push some of their material? And uh, there was a surprising large amount of really diverse independent comic book creators. I was really impressed by that. So, uh, yeah, hats off to Rificon for that. That's a that's uh, an amazing achievement as far as I'm concerned. Right. And, you know, I know you're huge on the indie artists. I really love getting to meet and see a lot of the people that worked on comics that I've read in the past. And there was a huge amount of those people Mm -hmm. at this show. Um, Jim Starlin was there. You know, Roy Thomas was there. Um, We did get to meet Christopher Priest. You'll hear a little bit about us talking about that panel that we went to that he was on. But we, you know, just to be able to meet and that's there's I've met a lot of these creators already. Um, I've been going to cons since like the early 2000s, late 1990s. So <laughs> I, you know, I've already met Jim Starlin. I've met a lot of these creators, but I had never met Christopher Priest before. And I was just a huge, huge fan of his work and not just Black Panther. I mean, he's done fantastic work his whole career. You know, Quantum and Woody is fantastic. He did a little bit other work for Valiant and Acclaim. And he's done some great stuff for DC with Justice League. But you know, Black Panther obviously being the big one. Um, and it was just great to fucking get to shake his hand and get a signature on a book. I mean, that seems so silly, but it was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he's a really cool dude, too. He was actually, his, his interactions at the panel was really funny. And uh, he took a little time to, you know, talk to everyone that came up to the table. Even the guys that showed up with suitcases full of comic books for him to sign. <laughs> Right. So, you know, we wanted to try to get him on the podcast. So we asked him if he'd be interested and he was interested. (laughs) He didn't just blow us off. But, you know, he's like, well, I have to sign these like 15,000 books. (laughs) And, you know, we're not going to interrupt him when he's doing what he's there to do. So he's like, stop back in about an hour. We'll see if if I'm not as busy. So me and Mark went and did stuff. And then we start walking down his aisle to go see if he's, you know, not as crazy. And, uh, Right as we're approaching his table, I can see it. There's a guy with a fucking like luggage rack of long boxes at his table. <laughs> and I'm like, we're never gonna get to do this. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Which is good for him. He's got a lot of stuff to do and, and a lot of uh, fans to interact with, but you know, it sucked for us because we were strictly selfishly wanted to get him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. But he was he was very he was very, very cool. The the interaction that we did get to have with him was was fun. It was a lot yep, of fun. That, that to me was worth the price of, of admission for me. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you get to meet people like that and they're cool. Exactly. <laughs> I've had interactions with people who are not and that's not really any fun. So awesome. And, you know, we got to be on I got to be on a panel. I've never been on a panel before at a uh, convention. This was exciting. I was on the Angry Geeks show live. Uh, you've heard Lewis from Angry Geeks on our show a few weeks ago. And I'm sure you all listen to their podcast on the Earplug Podcast Network and watch their YouTube videos. But they also do usually live panels at conventions. And I got to be a guest on it this time. It was really fun. Um, I don't have a problem with public speaking, so that wasn't an issue for me. Um, I used to, if you can believe that, Mark. I used to be really shy. I don't believe that at all. Um, I was, um, when I was in high school, I was very shy. And then I decided to cure that by becoming, uh, the only male cheerleader on the team. <laughs> so when you have to get up there in front of, uh, you know, a thousand or more people at a football game and, and cheerlead, <laughs> you get cured of that really fast. Nice. So I have absolutely no fear of speaking in public in front of people. So that was no problem. And we talked about our 
It was our top five movies that we love that other people hated. And I think my list was pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. The, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I really appreciated them having us on to their panel, which they didn't have to do. It was great. And yeah, you, you know, know, maybe the, we'll do it again. I would say that's a pretty good panel for you to, to start off with, because even though the room was packed, it wasn't like some of their other panels where it's like a ton of people there. You know what I mean? And like big, big sets and big backdrops. Like uh, it nice would have been nice to have a table in front of us. <laughs> and I have to try to catch myself because it's still visual because there's people looking at you and they yes. were recording it. Yep. And when I, we record the podcast, I just sit here with my eyes closed or I'm staring directly at the floor, like mentally visualizing things while I'm talking. Instead, I don't want to look like a fucking weirdo freak. <laughs> while I was on the panel, so. uh, but yeah, yeah, you did a really good job, dude. The panel was was pretty funny. You got off to a rough start. Uh, I did like the fact that uh, they were waiting for a another person to show up. Um, Joey, what was the, what's the guy's name? Uh, Scott Hanna. Scott which Hanna. He's a guy. He's worked for Marvel and DC as an inker and artist forever. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah he was really funny, but he was he was running a little bit late because you know he was busy. It's a, it's the con. So as you know, Lewis and Jeremy are are stalling for time and waiting for him to show up. Uh, they finally, they're like, you know, let's just start with Joey since Joey's already here. And as soon as Joey hits the stage, the dude shows up. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen the second I stood up from the chair. I'm like, as soon as I get up there, he's going to get here. And I, I knew that was going to happen. So, But it was like it was scripted. It was, yeah, it was fate. There was no way you, I was going to be like, no, Scott Hanna, legendary anchor <laughs> and artist from Marvel and DC. You sit down. It's my time now. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, big shout out to, you know, Jar Jar Jeremy, that Wonder Woman, Jamie and Lewis for having us on the panel. And, you know, we didn't go to as many panels as we usually do, but which I know is that good or bad. I think I could have sat all day and and went to panels because there was a lot of cool. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's cool because there was a lot of other we were only going to be there for a day um, and there was a lot of other things to do uh, to the point where it's like usually we have to. If there's something that we have pinned, like if there's a panel or if there's an event that we want to go to, we usually try to find some time before we have to go to that. It's like, all right, what are we going to do in the meantime? Let's do this. Let's do this. But for this show, it was like, all right, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And I had to, you know, really manage what I wanted to accomplish in that. It seemed like a short amount of time, but we were actually there for a pretty decent amount of time. But I think I got pretty much everything I wanted to get done. Right. I wish I had had more time to prepare a lot like fan expo (laughs) as part of this two like three weeks or four weeks of hell that i've been going through with like uh not that it's like bad but like i just have so much shit going on in life i i got home from a mini vacation with my family uh to the beach literally the night before i went to bed and i got up and i picked up mark in the morning (laughs) So I wish I had time to like sit down with like old school, like I used to do when going to shows with uh, Derek um, back in the day and sit down with, you know, the list of the guests and go through all my long boxes and pull out like books for them to sign. Cause mm-hmm. they're, like we said, there were a ton of creators there. I would love to get shit signed by, but I just didn't have the fucking time to really get books together, which is too bad, but that's okay. There's always next year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and get a, get a, a nice size suitcase and load up your books <laughs> and get a luggage rack <laughs> and five long boxes of comics. Yep. <laughs> and you can be that guy. That's right. So what did you think of uh cosplay uh, around the arena that day? Uh, there was some really cool cosplay there, uh, but it, it surprisingly wasn't as much as, as the other conventions. And uh, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. It's a, it's when you go to these other shows and you see so many different costumes, it's when you get to a show where you don't see as many, it kind of stands out. You kind of feel like there's something missing in the air. Uh, so there was some amazing costumes. There was a whole family dressed up as Firefly characters uh, that we saw right off the bat. There's a kid dressed as Speed Racer that I didn't get a chance to take a picture of. We saw him through a window and Mark's like, I got to get a picture with that guy. And then we couldn't find him again. <laughs> this is, and this is why I all it, it happens to me at every convention. There's always something. And I'm like, Oh, I need a picture of that. And someone's like really far away. And I'm like, Oh, I'll get it later. And it, it never happens. It never happens. Um, but yeah, there was, there were some great costumes, just not as many as we usually see. And I think it's because there's so many shows that's going on around here that, you know, maybe people are just kind of dividing up their, their costumes. 
I think that this show having a, a lot of focus on comic books actually for a comic book convention was shocking <laughs> and uh, comic creators. Um, you know, a lot of younger people are into cosplay and a lot of younger people are not into comics. <laughs> so, mm. Like that may explain, you know, why it didn't feel like there was as much, but it also was such a huge space. We may have just literally been walking by the one area where it was all about cosplay and totally missed out. <laughs> yeah. I did really like there was someone dressed as a corpse bride, which I thought was fucking awesome. And uh, there was a really cool uh, Ripley and Alien that we saw. I took pictures of both of those guys for uh, the Facebook page, so you can check that out. Sweet. So now we're going to jump into some other content we recorded at the show. So you can check that out. And then we'll come back and wrap up our time at TerrificCon. All right, this is Marky Mark. So was our podcast at Terrificon with the one and only Joey DiCarlo. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Joey representing here at Terrificon outside of the convention center right now, recording a little bit. Uh, we just finished the uh, Black Panther panel. It was with Afua Richardson, Christopher Priest, Don McGregor, and Bob Almond. Yeah, and... um. I thought the panel was really done really well. Uh, it was really cool to see people who are like down in the trenches of Black Panther when no one gave two craps about it. Uh, see how they use their uh, their talents to try to go up against what no one would believe or what no other uh, no other company would be letting them get away with. Uh, seeing hearing them like just throw whatever they wanted to into the story to satisfy themselves and not get the recognition at the time. It's tough, but it's, it's good to see that they're now getting that recognition. Joey, what did you think of the, the panel uh, as a whole? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I've long been banging that drum for Mark to read uh, Christopher Priest's run on Panther. It's probably one of my favorite runs on any comic I've read in my 40 years of existence on this earth. And uh, I'm glad to see even slightly him getting any kind of recognition for it because it's, it's fantastic. And a lot of the things that come from the movie um, come from his run and Don McGregor's work uh, earlier on things like Panther's Rage. McGregor himself did a lot of world building for Wakanda that you see in the comics that then brought into the movies and, you know, Priest as well, introducing Adora Milaje and, and C. Everett Ross and all sorts of concepts that were in the movies. So it was fantastic. Yeah, I will say, uh, Joe, you're absolutely right. Before uh, I knew who Black Panther was, obviously, as a kid. But I never really got into it. And before the movie, before the hype, before anything, you kept telling me over and over again, you've got to read Christopher Priest's run. So I was really grateful when they put them all together in one collected edition uh, for volume one. I think it's about four or five of them, actually. Um, but I did get like the first I did get volume one of the Christopher Priest run. But before I did that, I got like a bunch of singular ones. So I have like a bunch of miscellaneous Christopher Priest Black Panther comic books, mainly because Joey told me to buy them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was really cool to, to hear them share their stories, and really cool to see a Floor Richardson talk about what she's going to be bringing to the table, or what she has been bringing to the table as the newest creator or the newest person that gets to work on Black Panther. Uh, so Joey, was there anything that surprised you about the panel? Uh, yeah, we got a huge scoop, and you know, a lot of times we go to these conventions, we go to these panels, and, and something kind of just comes out as news and we're sitting there in the panel. We don't think of it. I remember it was at Rhode Island a few years ago where Billy D. Williams just casually mentioned he's going to be Two-Face slash Harvey Dent <laughs> yep. in Lego Batman. And, you know, I didn't think of anything of it and Mark didn't think anything of it. But then, you know, two weeks later, it's this huge news story all over <laughs> the Internet. And, you know, same thing when we were in Fan Expo last weekend and, and John Byrne, you know, hinting at working with Marvel again. I actually jumped right on that and posted it in his group on uh, Facebook. So maybe <laughs> this time we had, uh, you know, Christopher Priest basically coming out and saying that, you know, Queen Divine Justice is, is more than likely going to be a character in Black Panther 2. And I would assume he would know he created her. That sounds amazing. I don't know anything about that character other than the fact that she in one issue she taught the Hulk how to make grits. So uh, I will <laughs> I will be finding that issue uh, right away. Uh, so yeah, that's very it's very cool. So you heard it here, folks. Black Panther 2, we kind of got an announcement for a new character that's going to be in a movie. 
Uh, Joy, anything else you want to say about the panel? Uh, no, I just thought it was fantastic. I love, love, love going to these shows and going to these panels with comic creators and just listening to them talk about their process um, and about the characters they worked on. I know that might not be the most exciting for some people if you're not super into the comics or the characters, but for me as a fan, especially someone who read a lot of these runs back in the day, it's like heaven. I could have listened to them talk for four hours, to be quite honest with you. Not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, so that's it for this part right here so was your podcast that's Rifa Khan and Mohegan Sun stay tuned for more alright whiz kids Marky Mark so was your podcast I am here at Terrificon 2018 I am here with Tom he is the head of Committed Comics uh, independent comic book label that uh, looks like specialized in a bunch of different types of books. Tom, how are you doing today, man? I am doing well. It's uh, kind of crazy and tiring all at the same time. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so how long have you been in the uh, comic book making game? Uh, I've been publishing books since 99. Uh, prior to that, I was actually a retailer for a good eight years before that. Uh, and also a retail store manager and consultant. So... Uh, my first words, no joke, legit, were, were Batman. <laughs> my parents weren't exactly thrilled about that, but that's basically, I started with comic books and I'm still there. So they didn't instantly just throw a Batman book in your hands and say, okay, here you go. No, amazingly enough, DC has this like issue with like letting children write the books. <laughs> I don't know why, but you know. Right, so from what I can see here, it looks like there's a bunch of different types of books here. Um, looks like they range from different genres. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, maybe some of the highlights of some of these books. Yeah, so uh, our newest project actually is Nira X. It's a character that's been around for 25 years. Uh, she started in Zen the Intergalactic Ninja uh, way back in the mid-90s. The creator, Bill Mouse, wanted to bring the character back after a little hiatus. So we put together the Essential Collection, which is the first three miniseries and her very first appearance, plus 24 new pages of story and artwork that bookends it and helps launch the ongoing series that we're going to do. Semi-ongoing. I'm not sure exactly if it's going to be quarterly or bi-monthly, but we'll figure that out as we go. Um, And then pretty much all the projects that we have are creator-owned, and so we invite creators to submit to us, and we help them cultivate and nurture their products and get it out to the people and get it out to the public because it's a lot of times now can't get a gig unless you have experience in a gig. And if you can't get experience in a gig, you got to get a gig. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the gentleman who did God Among Men, it's another one of our books, uh, he came to me out of high school and he said, look, I got this story concept. And he didn't even have an artist and, and he had a really interesting concept. But I said, this is very generic. You have to boil it down. You got to bring out what is the real story you're trying to tell. He went back a year later, he retooled it, brought it back, looked at it. I was like, this is amazing. Put him in touch with an artist down in Brazil or uh, Argentina, my mistake. And then we actually cultivated that. And now we have an 80-page graphic novel. Wow. That's so, available. So a high school kid or a kid out of high school had an idea for a book, came to you, and you helped him nurture it, found him an artist, and now it's a graphic novel that people can buy. Yep. And uh, it was great because we met at San Diego years ago. Uh, I don't believe he had a badge to get into the show, so we actually met at a coffee shop with him and his father, and we sat down, had coffee, and he showed me his concepts. That's amazing. That, that's a fantastic story, because I know a lot of people who, who want to make comic books, but they don't have all the necessary tools. So the fact that you can offer something like that to someone is pretty cool. Uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you and maybe submit something for maybe your kind of guidance to get their book published, where, where can they find you? Uh, they can go to committedcomics.com. That's C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. That's awesome. Um, and can you tell me a little bit about some of the other books? I uh, definitely know about Nira. What about some of the other titles that you have here? Uh, well, we also have a book called Ironclad, which is created by Phil Hester of Green Arrow fame and Greg Paulson. Uh, it's a story. Basically, it's a Saturday morning cartoon in a comic book. That's what Greg wanted to create. And so it's about a kid who stumbles upon an alien suit of armor that's on an army base that they're experimenting on. It bonds with him. Next thing you know, he's now saving the world from an alien invasion because that's summer vacation in Arizona. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, again, it was one of those kind of things that he came to me. He had most of the book done. Yeah. He goes, hey, I want to do a four-ish miniseries. And I'm like, great. 
but let's expand it. Let's make it a full-on graphic novel. Let's, you know, and he goes, well, how many more pages? I said, how many more pages does it take to tell your story? What do you want to do? So we added a couple more pages. And he said, hey, can I add a couple more? And next thing you know, we're over 130 pages. <laughs> but again, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's telling a great story. And that's exactly what I want. It's just good stories with creativity. That sounds amazing. Um, where are you based out of? Uh, I am based out of Seattle, Washington. My business partner is down in the LA Long Beach area of California. Uh, I go all over the country with different shows. I've gone to Texas, Baltimore. I'll be there next month in September here in Connecticut. Terrific con. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I've done New York a couple times. I do San Diego every year. Mm -hmm. Um, it's wherever I can go, wherever there's people who want good stuff, I, I will go there. That's awesome. Uh, Tom, it looks great. I really like what you're doing here. And uh, thank you very much, man. Good luck with the uh, the print. And um, yeah, good luck with everything. All right. Thank you much. It was awesome talking to you. All right, WizKids. Marky Mark. So was a podcast. I am still here at Terrific Con. I am here with John Santana creator of an uh, independent comic book that I was checking out when I was here earlier. It looks pretty dope. It's called Jaded, and uh, I want to hear him tell you a little bit about what's going on. John, uh, first of all, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's been a long show so far. Um, I'm making the rounds, but uh, like I said, I came here earlier. I liked what I saw, and I definitely want to come and check it out. So tell the listeners a little bit about what your book is about, because the artwork is pretty dope. Okay, well, uh, Jaded, uh, you got to think of it like Breaking Bad meets Pulp Fiction for superheroes. And I say that because it's like Pulp Fiction in that it's sort of an anthology story where the first four issues, uh, each issue is representing one particular character's story. But all the stories really tie together. Uh, so once you get to issues five and six, you see how that story ends. Uh, and we're wrapping up issue six this October. Uh, it's going to be coming out uh, via Amazon and Comixology. And uh, we'll have the hardcover uh, shortly to follow after that. Yeah, so that's basically Jaded in a nutshell. I mean, I've got four different superhero characters. Um, uh, and they they follow superhero archetypes. So I have like a Superman type, a Spider-Man type. Uh, but I really subvert those on their heads. So at face value, I sort of pick away at those archetypes throughout the story. Now, do these characters, uh, without giving away what happens at the end, will these characters maybe come back? Is there another series of Jaded that might come with these characters or maybe another series with different superheroes? Well, there is a spinoff uh, already in the works. Um, there's another writer named Mina Elwell. She's great. She's uh, writing a book called Halicious right now for SBI Press. You can get that. You can order that through Diamond right now. Uh, and she's done another book called Infernoct for Scout Comics. Uh, she's going to be taking the female character, Etheria, and doing a spinoff story about that. Uh, it was I found her to be my favorite character when writing the series, and I really wanted to, to get a female perspective on her. Etheria is sort of like uh, like a ghost. She's got ghost-like powers where she can face through things, um, and she can turn invisible. But the difference with her and like somebody like Shadowcat is her powers in when she when she reincorporates herself, when she comes corporeal again. So when she does that, her matter can displace other matter. So if she were to reappear inside of a wall, that wall would be destroyed. Um, so her quote-unquote soft power or that ghost-like defensive power has been shown in other characters like her is totally reversed when she comes back into the real world and uses it to destroy things. That sounds pretty dope, man. Um, so, you know, I'm going to get some issues today, but where can the listeners find you? Where can they follow you and uh, get up on some of these issues? Sure. Um, the best place to find me, I think, is on Instagram. Just look for Iron Age Comics, all one word. Uh, you can also find us at Iron Age Productions at Facebook, uh, ironagecomics.com, where you can order comics or get links to our Comixology uh, page. And um, on Amazon, like I said, in October, you'll be able to order the hardcover. Um, so pre-orders will be available starting October for the hardcover. Awesome. Well, you know, John, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me, uh, me and the rest of the So Was a Podcast. Appreciate it. Good luck with the book, man. All right. Great to meet you, Mark. Thanks. All right, WizKids, Marky Mark. So it was a podcast at Terrificon 2018. I am here with Tim Jones, creator of Sour Grapes Comic Strip. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for coming by. 
Oh, yeah, I'm doing all right. It's, it's been a long con, but, you know, we're, we're slowly making our way through. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your comic strip. I've heard of this before through Angry Geeks uh, show a little while ago, um, but I wasn't too familiar with it. Uh, so tell me a little bit about what the strip is about. Sure. The uh, strip's about uh, basically Aesop is the main character. He's a miserable flying dog. <laughs> and uh, it's basically, you know, Sour Graves kind of speaks for itself. It's a, uh, you might have, a, you know, bad days. Uh, him and the characters live in a problematic world. And they just kind of de- uh, deal with it and stuff. And, you know, the ideas that I get or my experiences... Um, kind of go into the strip, uh, whatever I experience or hear or something, I throw it at the characters and see how they deal with it. So I, it's something that I think everybody can relate to. Yeah, now is this a all-ages book or is there a certain age range for it? Yeah, th- it's pretty much all ages. It's like Bugs Bunny, you know, some, it might go over some of the kids' heads and stuff. But, um, you know, it's, it's Peanuts, uh, Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield kind of stuff. So. And how long have you been making a comic strip? Uh, Sour Grapes has been around since 2013, mm-hmm. and uh, it's doing really well. 20 newspapers right now. I'm self-syndicated, uh, so it's just getting better and better. Yeah, That's good. It, it looks really cool. If the listeners want to follow up with you and catch up and maybe uh, purchase a copy of the book, where can they find you? Uh, you can just go to my website, uh, sourgrapescomic.com, and uh, everything's there. I have my links. They can email me and... You know, we'll, we'll uh, work out the details there if they like to get something. Or uh, You can see everything on there, my latest uh, links to my Facebook, uh, Instagram and stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, Tim, thank you very much. And the book looks great. Uh, good luck with it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And we're back. Terrificon 2018. Weekend Sun. Marky Marks, always our podcast. Chilling outside with Joey DiCarlo. Joey, what's up? How you feeling? What's up? It's your boy, Joey. Uh, well, get starting to hit the wall a little bit. <laughs> Getting a little later in the day, we're starting to hit the wall. And so you just finished your panel with uh, Angry Geek. Shout out to Lewis and Jar Jar Jeremy and uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, how, how'd it go, man? How do you think it went? I, I think it went well. I think I did a good job. I feel like I did a good job. I, I'm not the type of person to be afraid of public speaking, so... Yeah, so no worries there. No worries there. Well, I can tell you as, as someone who was in the audience, I think you did a really good job. Uh, except for your microphone wasn't working, but that's all right. The room was small enough that it didn't really need to work. It was very tiny. Right. We had a smaller room than usual for a panel, but that was fine. Um, that was full. There was no, no seating left in the room. So even though it's maybe only about 50 people there, that was quite enough. It was great. We had a good time. Huge shout out to them. Uh, Jamie and Jar Jar Jeremy and Lewis for having us on, having me on the panel. And uh, yeah, um, I'm sure they're going to release the whole panel as a uh, podcast like they usually do. And we'll have some clips that we can post as well. Yeah, you know, actually, I'm going to drop a little a little sneak peek right now. Uh, here's a little taste of uh, Joey at the Angry Geeks panel. And uh, if you want to hear the rest of it, you can tune into the Angry Geeks show. Stand up and give yourself a hand, Mark Ellis. Yeah, give yourself a hand. There you go. <laughs> I love these guys. Make sure you guys check them out. They're, they're awesome. They are way better than us. And, um, That's a fact. Much. No. <laughs> Get out of here, Mark. And, um, and, no, I, I truly love these guys. Much respect, much love. And um, I asked Joey to be up here. So, Joe, okay. movies that suck, but I you love, love them. That you love right. But it should be, you know... People tell you that these movies are horrible, but you're just like, I don't care, this is dope. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Joe, give us your number five. Uh, so, number five for me, it comes from the year 2005. This is a uh, comic book movie completely not based on a comic book. Uh, Constantine starring oh, Keanu Reeves. Awesome movie, really good. but not an awesome movie if yeah, you actually like the comic yeah, book. So, definitely you know, well, a, non, a non-British... Don Blonde Constantine. Right, right, right. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it was a great name. Let's make a movie completely about something else. Yeah. Are you done? I'm done. You sure? Yes. Go to Carlo. All right. All right. So, Mark, any final thoughts on Terrific Con, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, some of the people that we saw there. Uh, well, yeah. actually, first, I, w- I want to give a, a main shout out to uh, Keith. 
I didn't catch his last name, but when me and Joey went into one of the panels, turns out he was a fan of Soul Wizard Podcast. And uh, his wife confirmed that. So uh, shout out to you, Keith, man. Thank you very much for for representing the show and uh, giving us a shout out. Yeah, I just want to say to Keith, big ups to you, but also like we're not jerks. <laughs> when you're like, hey, I literally like your show. Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, I'm like, no, sir. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't believe that it was real because even though I do see the numbers and yes, I do know people listen to the show. And if they didn't, we wouldn't do it. It's always surprising to me when it like crosses over into reality. It comes from like weird like graphs and numbers on my phone to like actual humans that listen to the show. So sorry that we seemed like so in disbelief that you were real. (laughs) Yeah. So, Keith, if you catch us at another show, man, if you see us walking around, you know, come up and say hi again, man. It was really cool to meet you. Right. Uh, Yeah. And I also want to give a a quick thank you to everyone that. Uh, it took a little time to do an interview with us for the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Uh, good luck with all your books. Special shout out to Hector Rodriguez, Matt Ryan, Adam Walenta, Illis himself, Punk Taco. You guys need to check out that book. Uh, Brandon, the shapeshifter, whose costume is amazing. I can't wait to get him on the show to talk about his book. Uh, shout That's out a to- lot of pressure for Brandon, I think. he He's always amazing. Yeah, he he really is. I hate when I see that he's at a con that I was at. In like a full amazing costume and I didn't catch him. It's, it's another one. Zombie leader and a super retro throwback. And Pina and, Comics. Yeah, and Pina Comics. Just about to say that. And Pina Comics. Uh, shout out to all you guys. It was very cool to see everybody there. And a huge shout out to Mitch who runs Terrific Con for providing us with press access to the show. That was great. And we had a really good time. We're looking forward to hopefully coming back next year. Yeah. Uh, Mitch is is doing an, a fantastic thing with this convention. It's something that uh, I was kind of hoping I was going to run into him uh, during the show. I know he's a busy guy, but the fact that, you know, kids under 10 get in for free and they had this whole area set up for uh, the kids section. They had like their own little mini convention that had like the school of rock kids playing music. I mean, his idea of a comic book convention is right on track. So I think he pulled off. I'm, I'm glad that they expanded to this new area. I think he's uh, I think he's doing a great job. So thanks, Mitch. Big ups to Mitch. All right. And that's going to do it for our coverage of Terrificon. And that was Terrificon. That was a fantastic time. Glad that uh, we got invited and glad that uh, you were here to hear about it. Before we wrap up this week's episode, let's get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what's going on in the world that you want the listeners to be a part of? Honestly, all I've been doing when I'm not working is playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, that's still a thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. They actually are developing like new new wearable accessories for it and everything. So like mm-hmm. the gotcha bracelets. Mm-hmm. And then they're coming out with um, an actual Pokeball. With uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Uh, Pikachu or Eevee, which one would you pick? Um, Gastly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More the hidden option. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Haunter is my favorite Pokemon. If yeah. anybody ever wants to send me fan mail, send me something with Haunter. It's my fave. <laughs> oh, boy. You've opened up a door and I'm not sure you know what's behind <laughs> it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what have I done? All right. And what about you, Mark Ellis? I just want to recommend everyone check out check out the Soul Wizard Facebook page. Uh, shout out to everybody that we got to see at Terrificon, uh, all of our friends and uh, all of the creators. And I uh, just want everyone to take a little time and, and, and take a look at some of their stuff. So a lot of their a lot of the artists are trying to make it, trying to sell some copies. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure we spread the word. So take a look at our Facebook page, all of the links and uh, support independent artists. All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. SoWizardPodcast.com's also got movie reviews, streaming picks from Adam and Mark Ellis, and so much more. Check it out. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify or just about any podcatching app under the sun. And uh, I will suggest that you, I will echo what Mark said and suggest that you 
the listener, go to a local comic book convention uh, near where you live and walk up and down Artist Alley and talk to those independent creators. You know, a couple bucks for a book here and there, and it means a lot to them, and you might find some really, really cool shit. And there's usually also really hot cosplayers at these things, so, I mean, you know, that's always a positive. (laughs) That's true. Fantastic. So, that's going to do it for episode number 211 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, citizens of the internet. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Everybody have a great week. Go out and support independent artists and Wakanda forever. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. We'll see you next week. Good journey. <laughs>